We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for April 7th, 2013. And today, pretty much standard current event study. Uh, very hard for me at this point to do dedicated studies on any one particular subject with all the breaking current events. And um, this is going to be about a 20-page PDF we'll be going over. So, probably looking at about three to four parts here today. First report is entitled, Global Elite Preparing New Korean War to Coincide with Economic Implosion. The Federal Reserve plan to crash the economy and make room for world government and an authoritarian globalist economic and accompanying police state control system will necessitate a sufficient prerequisite, and that prerequisite may very well be a new war on the Korean Peninsula. In other words, controlled crisis, uh, Hegelian dialectic, uh, problem-reaction, solution, the whole, that whole dynamic. It should be obvious now, by now, that the Federal Reserve's so-called quantitative easing, bankster shorthand for pumping fiat dollars, meaning dollars that are not worth the paper they're printed on, essentially, because we, we don't have anything that's current uh, gold or silver or precious metal backed anymore. Fiat is fake, essentially. Banks are shorthand for pumping fiat dollars into rigged financial markets by buying bonds, treasury bills, etc. And this is for quantitative easing. Is creating a huge, in other words, printing money out of thin air. Quantitative easing um, has a lot to do with that. It, it's creating a huge financial asset bubble that is going to burst with an ear-splitting boom and soon. If you like to get a handle on what the Federal Reserve policy will ultimately mean, read David Stockman's article published in the New York Times last Saturday. There's a link to that if you'd like to read that. <clears throat> and again, the, the PDFs are available. This one will be associated with April 7, 2013. Um, we always put a PDF with every audio that we're doing. And if it's if there's a four-part audio, it's going to be the same PDF for each audio. It's just that we're going to incrementally cover it. So going further... <clears throat> Stockman writes, Funny money cranked out by the Fed has stayed trapped in the canyons of Wall Street where it is inflating yet another unsustainable bubble. And when the Wall Street bubble bursts, there will be no new rounds of bailouts like the ones the banks got in 2008. Instead, America will descend into an era of zero-sum austerity, virulent political conflict, extinguishing even today's feeble remnants of economic growth. And that was a quote by... You know, this uh, David Stockman. Economic depressions are highly scripted affairs, and banksters use them to initiate big wars. Not only because wars are remarkably profitable for the military-industrial complex. It, it is the most numerous quotes over the years from Illuminati kingpins, essentially, saying one day of war is, worth, is better than a whole year of peace. They make more in one day of war, essentially, the Illuminati. Plus, they get their sacrifices to Satan, which they view the people dying in these wars as sacrifices to Satan, literally. Whether the war is just or unjust, okay, um, that's how they view the people dying in the wars. That's the Illuminati, okay? So, <clears throat> going further here, uh, economic depressions are highly scripted affairs, and the banksters use them to initiate big wars. Not only because wars are remarkably profitable for the military-industrial complex, but because they serve as an ideal tool for wealth consolidation and fire sales 
fire sales held at, in the aftermath. Big wars are also exploited to enforce rigid discipline on the masses. It gives the plebes an excuse to accept grinding poverty and servitude. World War II followed the last Great Depression, directly caused by the Fed, as I believe they're talking about Ben Bernanke has admitted. Communism, as the late Anthony C. Sutton has documented, was created and franchised by Wall Street. The arch-globalist kingpin David Rockefeller has praised its ruthless effectiveness in China under the mega, uh, mega mass murderer Mao. So all this stuff is scripted that we're going through here. Particularly in today's time, and, and again, I've read you the, the excerpts from the book, The Armageddon Script, and, you know, over and over and over again, the Illuminati admits that these events, and I believe Korea is no different, are scripted and done in part to instill as much fear and uncertainty into the populace as possible. The more fearful a populace is, the easier they are to control when the solution is given. If you can strike maximum fear into your enemies, they'll be much more receptive to listen to your answer when you present it. And the build-up to all this is, is actually ultimately going to lead to World War III, which most likely then, out of the ashes of World War III, will come the false prophet and the Antichrist. Proclaiming to bring false peace, you know, particularly in the Middle East, between Israel and these other countries, and, and who knows what other countries will be on board at that point. Um, to nations that maybe haven't had peace and maybe never, particularly Islam against you know, Israel. There's never been a peace there. <clears throat> so he's going to come as a man of essentially false peace. And the, uh, the, stage, the stage for all of that is being set up, you know, before our eyes on many different fronts here. North Korea could be the linchpin for that, for because it, it could then cascade out of control in other areas of the world. There's so many areas that are so precarious right now, uh, Middle East, North Korea, a lot of other ones, uh, that would get on board with this whole concept. So, let's go further here. As an economic crisis escalates and debt-based central banking system shows it can no longer reinflate the bubble by creating assets out of thin air, an economic and political rationale for war is easy to come by. It is said that FDR's New Deal didn't get us out of the Great Depression, but World War II did. Um, this is from a guy named Justin Ramondo. All these are linked if you want to know more about these people that are giving these quotes. He says, quote, The truth is that in wartime, when people are expected to sacrifice for the duration of the emergency, economic problems are anesthetized out of existence by liberal doses of nationalistic, chess-beating moral righteousness. Shortages and plunging living standards were masked by a wartime rationing system and greatly lowered expectations. And just as World War II uh, inured us into the economic ravages wrought by our thieving elites, so World War III will provide plenty of cover for the virtual takeover of all the industry by the government and the demonization of the political opposition as terrorists, as a terrorist. So in other words, the Depression, okay, the Great Depression happened, and then 
the next big event on that timetable happened to be World War II. Now, I understand that was, you know, years later. And I don't think we're going to have that type of time between this depression that we're in, because I would say it's a depression, it's just being covered up. It's, this time we have the welfare system firmly in place. And there's a lot of other things going on at this stage of the game where they can cover things up a whole lot better. But the mass unemployment, the, the encouragement of the, for people to get on the welfare system, they want as many people as possible dependent on the government when the government flips that switch for this coming political, economic, um, it's going to be chaos on probably every level, on a scale that we've never seen or never witnessed. <clears throat> and that's what they're preparing for. The more people that are already dependent on the government going into that, the better for them, because those people, they already feel like, we, we, are, we already have them under control. They're not going to bite the hand that feeds them. Okay, The massive amount of illegal aliens that are already on this soil and, and are being grandfathered in, essentially, to... You could go on and on and on. Those people are going to be much easier to control, in general, than the ones that aren't dependent on the government. And let's say they have their own... Let's say they've prepared for what's coming on a lot of different levels. Those are the ones that will be classified as and are being classified as the ones to be targeted for the government to go after these types of things. I just saw this report today on on this and this is from survivingglobalrecession.com. Breaking news, Colorado State Police and Homeland Security target Christians as anti-patriots. Now, I don't have this in the study. I just got this this morning because the way the news is breaking now, number one, the, the ministry, as far as the amount of downloads we're getting, I don't even know what it is. I have no clue. But it's it's gone up like 20-fold, I would have to say, overall, since we first put the new website up some years back. So I'm trying to answer the emails throughout the week. You can imagine it generates a massive amount of emails. And then around, usually around Friday, I have to shut things down. I got, I have to stop answering emails. So please, if you do email me, if at all possible, because I keep getting gigantic emails. And I'm not mad, I'm not like, I'm just saying, I, I just, one person can only do so much. Massive emails with huge descriptions, with tons of questions. I just can't, one person can only do so much. I have to shut things down around Friday, typically, and then just focus in on the study. So I have about three days where I'm not answering any emails at all, and then I have to get the study up, process it, record it, the whole nine yards, and then get it back up, and then I start rechecking emails. And I usually backlog, always backlogged at that point. And with the massive amount of current events that are breaking, I just can't keep up with it anymore. I'd have to have a show like Alex Jones or something to do it every day. And, you know, he doesn't get to everything either. But um, this is a letter um, that I'm not going to read the whole thing. 
But he said, I recently received a letter from one of law enforcement's finest. He had a, attended a seminar in which he was told to be on the lookout for Christians. The letter was written by an attendee, Ron Trowbridge, undersheriff in Prowers County, Colorado. So I would like to thank Sheriff Trowbridge for the letter and the 25 years he has spent protecting the public in his county. Fear of reprisals from either Colorado State Police and Homeland Security failed to stop this patriot from exposing what our law officers are being subjected to. Because of his bravery, we are able to get an inside look on how the nefarious forces within our government are attempting to indoctrinate our law enforcement officers. As this letter proves, our officers can, cannot be intimidated, nor can they be turned uh, on the people when they serve. So, I'm not going to read the whole letter. It's just, it's, it's a lot, it's pretty large, but essentially, they're warning in this presentation that they're doing that among the groups that were listed, those who believe America was founded on godly principles, Christians who take the Bible literally, and, fun, quote, fundamentalists, these were the ones that, um, they were saying we need to the, the police needs to really really be aware of uh, the sovereign citizen movement they're also referred to um, they did not explain what they meant by the word fundamentalist but the context was clear it was he was referring again to those who took the bible literally or too seriously oh yeah it's like you can take the word of god too seriously um, he said while they emphasized that sovereign citizens had right to their beliefs, he was clearly teaching that the groups he had listed should be watchful, watched by law enforcement, and should be treated with caution because of the potential to assault law enforcement officers. Yeah, that's really happened a lot. True Bible-believing Christians are just all over the place assaulting police officers. We're going to take a look at that real quick here. And we're also going to look at this, the, the um, take a look today at the subject of the sheriffs in, in America. And because I don't believe they're going to be able to stay in place and for the new world order to be implemented in this country. I think it's becoming to me more obviously clear by the day. There's too much resistance by the sheriffs in this country for the new world order to put up with. And we're going to look at that. Uh, they explain why he believed these groups were dangerous by saying they were angry over the election of a black president. Uh... When someone suggested that the failing economy was probably much more to blame, the guy giving the presentation intimated that those who are not going along with the changes, changes in America need to be controlled by law enforcement. Office, enforcement. Well, spoken like a true, true uh, slime bucket Nazi, you know. And they were even later questioned some of the troopers. He later, the guy giving the presentation... Question some of the troopers present if they were willing and prepared to confiscate illegal weapons if ordered to. Oh, illegal by, like, they have some ban like they're doing in Connecticut right now, like they've already done in Connecticut, where all of a sudden hunter weapons are now illegal. They were legal yesterday, but today they're illegal. So now you're a lawbreaker, unless you either turn them in or register them or whatever draconian plan they're going to have. And this is what, what the Bible talks about with that verse where it says that these wicked governments frame, like when they frame the Constitution, they frame mischief by a law. They frame sin by a law. They frame evil by a law. And whenever a law contradicts the word of God, 
You obey the word of God first. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, as Joshua said. Romans 13 is the most taken out of context, twisted scriptures uh, that are taught upon in the pulpits today, generally in America. And I've done a whole teaching on Romans 13, just key in Romans in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. And uh, you can listen to that. If you want to know about the 501c3 churches that are teaching this warped view, just key in 501c3. I've done several teachings on this subject, and we're going to be talking about that today as well. Um, so this guy, I guess, was, that was giving this was funded by, guess who? Homeland Security. Um, and he gets his information from Homeland Security. So you're getting your information from Satan. And, uh, and actually this guy that was giving this presentation was leaving the, uh, I think, uh, Colorado State Police the week that he gave this and was going to be on the dole, was going to be, um, starting his new career for Homeland Security. So he's a good little Nazi, he sold his soul to Satan, and he's showing Homeland Security that he means business. By demonizing, you know, <laughs> Christians, essentially, who want righteousness, who want to live peacefully and lawfully within the land. That's who they're coming after. Now, I thought this man who wrote this article, he then he comments on this letter. And you can read the whole letter. Just um, go to uh, survivingglobalrecession.com. And you should see the link there. He says, this is a powerful letter written incredibly well, and I was blown away when I read it. My question for this man giving the presentation is, if we look at the recent mass murderers, such as former officer Chris Dorner, who went on a rampage and killed five people and wounding others. Now, these are all MK Ultra mind control slaves that were triggered anyway, created by the government, all on psychotropic meds, essentially every single time, that have a built-in, typically have a built-in suicide program. When they're done killing, or when the police start to show up, they all, all of a sudden blow their brains out so that there's no witnesses. These are program mind control slaves. This stuff got started all the way back in Nazi Germany, and probably before that, and we brought over the Nazi scientists and the Nazi doctors, like Dr. Mengele and these types of people. We, we the government admits to bringing over the Nazi rocket scientists, where you know we got really the beginning of our modern space program from, and you know these types of things. The government admits to that. They're not going to admit to the other bringing over the doctors from Auschwitz and things like this. This is what the Nazis were experimenting on, with mind control. And and this is, they had essentially almost an unlimited amount of people they could do the most horrific tests you could imagine on at their disposal. These sick, twisted, satanic, demon-possessed-to-the-toenails Nazis and doctors that were doing these experiments... What we did through Project Paperclip, and the Catholic Church had a lot to do with greasing the skids for this, we brought them over here afterward. The worst of the worst of the worst. Particularly the Nazi doctors. And then they, they worked for us. This is where the, the CIA, MK Ultra Mind Control Slave, um, branch of our government, essentially, got initiated. And these people that are doing these mass shootings are just fruit of this. They're just evidence of this. So, 
You look at Chris Dorner, who went on a rampage and killed five people, wounding others, and Adam Lanza, the shooter at Newtown, <laughs> whatever, if we believe that narrative. James Holmes, who killed 12 and wounded many more. Uh, Nidal Hassan, who killed 13 fellow servicemen, or even Gabby Gifford's shooter, Jared Lee Launer, all were liberals except Hassan, who was a Muslim terrorist. Why are you lecturing on Christians who do not commit these types of killings? Why are you not lecturing officers on Muslims and liberals? Well, as, as I've said many times, if it's wicked and evil, the government will either cover it up, support it, or promote it. If it's righteous and good and Christian and biblical, they will demonize it. I mean, the news is so mind-blowing now. So impossible to comprehend. It, It truly is, every single day, good being called evil and evil being called good. So... He goes on to say, obviously it was not his intent to prevent any further killings in the future. Um, meaning, this guy that was giving this this um, Nazi-like presentation. It was not his intent to prevent any further killings in the future, but to defame Christians and to label them as racist because they opposed the disastrous policies of President uh, Barack Obama. And also what they, they're doing is they're gathering intel on the police whether it's city police, whether it's sheriff, whatever it might be, they know that there's going to be a certain percentage of people that are overtly not going to go along with these things. So they might ask for a show of hands, like, are you willing to disarm Christians if they, whatever. Okay, and people that aren't going to raise their hands, they're duly noted. Just like they're purging all the good generals out of the top-level military. They're purging from top to bottom people that would be willing to to stand on the side of righteousness. You know, not fire on American citizens, not disarm them, ignoring the Second Amendment. You could go on and on and on. They're duly noting them in purging, and when the time comes, the ones that haven't been purged most likely will just be executed. Bringing in their foreign troops, they'll already have a team of assassins. Now, I'm not saying God isn't bigger than all of this. I'm not saying God can't protect a righteous uh, sheriff or somebody working that department or city or whatever. They have to have the faith to believe that God can protect them, though. Because without faith, it it is impossible to please God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, this is what Satan, essentially, through the world government, through the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, the global elite, this is what they're planning. There's a lot of facets to this plan. And they're trying as quickly as they can to get these things in place. And really, they've really, uh, because they're behind their timetable, by decades, essentially. And they are... With what Obama's been doing recently, particularly the second term, he doesn't have to worry about getting reelected. It's at a pace right now, unlike anything I've ever seen. You just can't keep up with all the malevolent, evil, draconian things that they're doing in the government on a daily basis, setting up for this 
these events that are coming. So, he's saying their intent was not to prevent any further killings in the future, but to defame Christians and to label them as racist because they opposed the disastrous policies of Barack Obama. In my personal opinion, we have more to fear from propaganda merchants like the person giving this presentation than we would ever have from Christians. Um, thank God for men such as Sheriff Trowbridge who cannot be corrupted or silenced. Notice he's a sheriff. Um, I will monitor the situation in case he is harassed or faces reprisals. So, going back to the main article. Let me get back to that last quote. Um, with what World War II actually did. Okay, and this is from this guy named Justin Ramonda. The truth is, in wartime, when people are expected to sacrifice for the duration of the emergency, economic problems are anesthetized out of the existence by liberal doses of nationalistic chest-beating and moral righteousness. Shortages and plunging living standards were masked by wartime rationing and greatly lowered expectations. And just as the World War II injured us um, to the economic ravages wrought by our thieving elites, so World War III will provide plenty of cover for the virtual takeover of all industry by the government and the demonization of all political oppositions as terrorists. Wars like this accomplish a ton from the Illuminati standpoint. goes on to say it will also cover for the global governance scheme the globalists are itching to install. So, just some... Headlines from this week regarding this. Uh, uh, fears North Korea could trigger nuclear strike next Wednesday. This will be this coming Wednesday. Uh, loads missiles, missiles onto launchers. Senator Inhofe says U.S. may need to strike North Korea now. North Korea, next article, North Korea points more missiles toward the U.S. Next report, China mobilizing troops, jets near North Korea border. Next report, North Korea asks Russia to consider evacuating embassy. Um, next article, North Korea tells Britain to consider evacuating Pyongyang embassy. Next report, U.S. braces for North Korea missile launch. I mean, there was more stuff today. So, we could be this close to some type of war where I, I saw something today said that said China would back North Korea. I don't know if that's really true or not. But if China got on board, and then Russia got on board, and then all of a sudden, Islam says, hey, we're supplying, we're either, we're getting things from Russia regarding weapons. If Islam then simultaneously starts to come against Jerusalem, now we've got two reasons for World War III. We've got the North Korean conflict, and their, let's call them Axis powers, like they did in World War II, and then we've got the Jerusalem, the cup of uh, God predicts it's going to be a cup of trembling to all the world. Essentially, the the probably a, a big reason why Armageddon actually happens, Israel and Jerusalem. We've got that reason, which is already a gigantic powder keg that I've reported on over and over and over again. Um, we could have Islam collectively yoking up with. And all the Middle Eastern states that were Islam rules, and then we have all of our puppet dictators that America has installed, much more radical than what was in there before. So these these devils are chomping at the bit to to wipe 
off the face of the earth, every Israelite, man, woman, child, bragged about it, want to do it, chomping at the bit to do it, just looking for the right excuse, looking for the right opportunity. Okay, doesn't mean I think Israel's perfect and puritanical and have never done anything wrong. Okay, I understand. The Illuminati is on both sides of this, essentially. Um, anyway, we've reported on that in great length of past. And then you have maybe, okay, America, Israel, and some of its allies in the UK. Australia, these types of things. Maybe they get on one side. I could see this North Korean event being a possible linchpin for World War III and for a lot of other things to escalate. This just doesn't have to be, okay, the Middle East is going to be World War III. I think the Middle East is going to definitely play a gigantic part in World War III. But this may be where it actually, the linchpin actually starts and then it, it, like it bleeds over into the, into the Middle East. Okay, if Russia, particularly if, if Russia were to back North Korea, because Russia's already backing a lot of what's going on in the Middle East on uh, regarding Islam. So, you could see this could be a perfect linchpin for all that to happen. Things to be in prayer about. Ultimately, the Lord's will be done. Ultimately, this is going to happen. Ultimately, Revelation is going to play out in Daniel and other parts of the New Testament where it talks about this. There will be a great falling away, which has already totally happened, happening, will continue to happen. And then that wicked, capital W, will be revealed, the Antichrist. Clearly it's the Antichrist if you read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. You read Matthew 24. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Also, then you add into this the deception that God is literally sending to the deluded, evil masses. Broad is the way which leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go thereat. Narrow is the way to life eternal, and few there be that find it. We should keep praying for people to be saved, for the body of Christ to be saved, for God to do, you know to use us mightily in the days and times to come, and in, in today to to win souls for the Lord. Do whatever we can, you know, to help further Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ's cause on this planet. To fight and expose and reprove the unfruitful works of darkness. And also have no fellowship with them. And that's becoming harder and harder to do too. Because it seems like wickedness is closing in on every side anymore. So, again, how this all plays out. I'm not going to sit here and say I know exactly how this is going to play out. And I know exactly the date. I don't do that. Okay? I try to give you a broad perspective. How it could possibly play out. So, you're going to be hopefully well informed. That when you see these things coming... You're going to know what's going on, what's happening, how to react, and then also how to educate other people. And hopefully how to prepare and that type of thing. So, let's go to the next report. UN overwhelmingly approves global arms trade treaty. This is from News News with Views, I believe. Anyway, the United Nations General Assembly on Tuesday finally achieved its goal. With the support 
and assistance of President Barack Hussein Obama of getting an approval for its first treaty on a global arms trade. The new treaty seeks to basically police the multi-billion dollar business in conventional arms and keep small weapons out of the hands of, essentially, civilians. Since included in the treaty's list of weapons covered are semi-automatic rifles and handguns. I mean, if, if you ban semi-automatic, <laughs> you, you know, you're banning the absolute vast majority of weapons. And this is another backdoor or more overt way of coming after the guns as well. They're trying to do it on many, many fronts, incrementally, chipping away, incessantly, um, at, at a pace I've never seen. The National Rifle Associations Association said it was a sad day for the United States, which under President Barack Obama command, joined the vast majority of the UN member states by voting for this pact. The United States, the world's top arms exporter, voted for the treaty despite strong opposition from the NRA, Gun Owners of America, and several other organizations that protect the rights of gun owners. I, I only advise Gun Owners of America. I do not advise the NRA. I believe ultimately all they're going to be is a tool to actually get a lot of this stuff through. I've given many reports on that over the years. Um... So they put up kind of a facade that they're this and they're that, and I just don't believe it. I've seen their fruits. Not always. Sometimes they're they're totally on the right side, but but then there's other times that they're not. And a little leaven leaveneth a whole lump, and there's a whole lot of leaven in NRA. So this treaty disregards the Second Amendment to our Constitution and threatens individual firearm ownership. So it disregards our Second Amendment said Chris Cox, head of the NRA. Now, again, treaties always supersede, always trump whatever laws we may be under in America, essentially. When you sign a treaty, it's like the highest from a legal standpoint. So, (laughs) it's not good. Because this would totally disregard the Second Amendment. Because it's a treaty, it would have that power to say, we don't really care. What the Second Amendment is. This treaty has higher standing in law over that, over any Second Amendment right you may think you have. Uh, The NRA said it is a sad day, a sad yet telling day when the President of the United States and his administration refused to defend America's Constitution on the world stage. U.S. lawmakers from both houses of the U.S. Congress have composed an official letter and sent it to President Barack Obama. The letter detailed their strong opposition to the United States being a signatory of the United Nations proposed arms trade treaty stating they believe it imposes restrictions on American citizens' Second Amendment rights as well as U.S. sovereignty. While many within the Obama White House and Democrats on Capitol Hill will deny it would impact an American gun ownership's rights, the fact is there are too many U.S. judges, including some on the U.S. Supreme Court, who believe in imposing international law into their court decisions, especially on matters involving the U.S. Constitution. They're chomping at the bit to do this. They're chomping at the bit to find a reason to not go by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and these types of things. And this is the perfect vehicle to do that. And this was said by a political strategist and attorney, Michael S. Baker, the last quote I read. Uh, he, He goes on to say, also, let's remember what Let's remember that truth coming from the White House is a rare commodity. 
such as when Obama claimed Obamacare wouldn't add one dime in taxes. Obama, Hillary Clinton, John McCain, and other Democratic leaders are internationalists who believe in a new world order. Hey, did you hear Joe Biden just called for a new world order overtly? That was just that just came out last night. Um, <laughs> let me just let me just kind of click on that real quick just to give you a little. Biden calls for a new world order. Vice, Vice President Joe Biden threw caution to the wind Friday as he shockingly declared the affirmative task we have, quote, the affirmative task we have now is to actually create a new world order. Adding yet another admission to the already long list of documented globalist bragging of plans for a centralized one world global government. Just, just key in, Biden calls for a new world order and there should be a video there showing him um, Speaking, it's it's at a export import bank conference in Washington, uh, I guess Washington D.C. What what better place to say it than, than a banking conference with our wicked, evil, corrupt fiat system? We are constantly being bombarded by braggart messages of the globalist conquest. All the while, citizens of a certain country have their savings. Funds looted and millions upon millions live in absolute destitution. Destitution. Um, and here's another video by CNBC that we're all slaves to the bankers. Um, so yeah, they're they're openly coming out and have been, but it's getting more overt. I mean, look at the back of the one dollar bill, which I could do a whole study on. I, I think I have done partial studies on it. I mean, look at the back. Just look at the pyramid. The 13-level pyramid with the all-knowing eye of Lucifer at the capstone. And notice the capstone's not quite connected with the, with the base yet because it hasn't quite been implemented yet. The Roman numerals at the base of the pyramid add up to 1776, which was the year the Illuminati was founded. On May 1st, 1776, before the Declaration of Independence, okay, which was July 4, 1776. This was months before that. A high satanic sacrificial holiday where they had sacrificed human beings. May Day, or Beltane, Baltane, like Ball or Bale. That's when the Illuminati was formed by Adam Weishaupt. That's why that date is there. And then the, and then the, the Latin... Anoint Coeptus, Novus Order Secorum. So, Anoint Coeptus on the top, announcing the birth. Coeptus birth. Announcing, un, un, announcing Coeptus the birth. Novus Order Secorum, of the New World Order. That was the birth of the New World Order, May 1st, 1776. And here we have, flash forward... To 2013, Biden calling for a new world order. Uh, Bush Sr.'s called for a new world order. Many, many, many politicians have overtly called for this. All of this lines up with the word of God. You won't hear Benny Hinn or Smiley Joel Osteen or your other paid whore 501c3 new world order preachers talking about this. They're going to talk about your prosperity and 
send in your money and, 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 and with your prayer requests and we'll make sure we get right to it and we'll send you this magic shillelagh prayer cloth back to get all your dreams, you know, so all your dreams will come true. It's all about me, 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 essentially. Self-centered Christianity. The best kind, you know. And uh, all of these organizations are also created by the New World Order. To delude and to dilute Christianity. To keep your eyes off what's really going on. What you really should be focusing in on. Not to say current events are the thing you focus in on, but my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The Bible says that. We're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us. 2 Corinthians 2.11 The other one is Hosea 4.6 If it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. These false prophets, these hirelings that have no true love for the flock. Whereas the true shepherd will lay down his life for the sheep. These, these, these devils, like Hin, Creflo, give me a dollar, Copeland, whatever, they wouldn't lay down their life. The only one they love is themselves. Most of them are closet Satanists. If they're not, you know. I've proven that, I believe, in, in many studies we've done. It's just not that they're, they're just greedy. It's that they're literally pure evil. Most of them, I believe. This is where we find ourselves. But it totally lines up with what the Bible says was going to happen. This is the strong delusion that God is sending that was totally predicted in the end times in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and many other places. So we should actually, in some ways, rejoice to see the word of God fulfilled. Fulfillment of the word of God. Don't let it get you down. Praise God that you're not one of the deluded and deceived. Because that's the norm. That's the majority. And I hate to say it, but I believe a lot of these people that call themselves Christians have literally had their consciences been seared with a hot iron. That in the end time, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. 1 Timothy 4.1 so, so, remember, that verse that I just read in 1 Timothy 4.1 The Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, speaketh expressly that in the latter times, this is the time we're in, okay? Some shall depart from the faith. We're seeing that. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Which is what you're getting when you go into the average... 501c3 church or televangelist ministry online. They're government creations yoked up with the government that have the right to exist from the government and the IRS, one of the most wicked factions of world government, the private debt collection arm for the International Monetary Fund, essentially totally owned and controlled by the Illuminati, the 13 families. When you pay your money into the IRS, it goes to the Illuminati. It does not go to running this country. That's been proven. That was proven all the way back in Reagan with the Grace Commission. Prove one dime of what you pay to the IRS doesn't go into running this country at all. So you're funding your own destruction so much of the time anymore. But that's the only tax that counts, remember. 
It's the way the government portrays it. It's the only tax that counts. We're taxed so many different ways on a daily basis. Just any time you purchase something, or do there's huge built-in taxes to all that. That's what typically goes to running the country. Anyway, I've gotten into that before, but this is the norm now. This is what we should expect. And then you ultimately get to the point where your conscience is seared with a hot iron. Because you've given in to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Not, I'm not saying my listeners, but I'm saying people in general in the church. They are embracing the strong delusion. They're believing the lie. They're not prepared for what is coming. Body, soul, and spirit, they're not prepared. I'm not saying I'm Mr. Perfect and I've got everything together and I'm all ready or whatever. But these people are totally deluded. They, they have no clue. So many of them. And if you have friends like that, you know, pray that God open their eyes. Give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts, hearts to receive. The truth. And that's just a couple ways. The, the body of Christ, if you could call it that. I mean, I think, I think a ton of them aren't actually saved. But people that call themselves Christians are, are, are deluded. That's a couple of ways they're being deluded. It's just a couple. There's so many more. So, and again, I'm not saying that because I think I'm better. Okay, If I got what I deserved, I'd get death and hell. I'd be the first to admit it. If God were to be on his throne to accuse me of being just a wretch of a human being, I, I truly believe I'd be the first one to agree with him. If it were possible for me to point the finger at myself, I would. Okay, so I'm not saying I'm perfect. Let's go further here. Um, I think the last quote here, it says, the UN's actions today indicate that the ATT, or the United Nations Arms Trade Treaty, is likely to pose significant threats to our national security, foreign policy, and economic interests, as well as our constitutional rights. Um, so, there's that that just happened this week. Now, then we have the next report, And I'm going to be getting into some proactive things we can do to prepare for this today as well. I, I don't ever want to be all like doom and gloom. Most of the information, unfortunately, is overtly doom and gloom. Okay, It's put out. This is the Illuminati's game plan being played out, but it's also the Bible's game plan. You know, And when you have a nation like America, and I, I know that a lot of other nations are right in this boat, that have forsaken God for the most part, I'm not talking about true born-again Bible-believing Christians, but I'm talking about the collectively people that will call themselves Christians have forsaken God. Millions and millions and millions of abortions. All that innocent blood crying out from the land. Huge takeover of the GLBT or whatever it's called. Gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender taking over. These are things that the Bible literally says in the Old Testament will, that will make the earth vomiteth out her inhabitants. Judgment has to come eventually. Has to. God has to purge that and deal with it and judge it. All that judgment is actually going to really reach its fever pitch 
crescendo at Armageddon, the end of the tribulation, when Jesus comes back on a white horse with the sword of the Spirit in his mouth and consumes them with the saints. So, we're all heading toward that event. That's that's where it's ultimately going to end up. Got a long way to go, though, before that happens. The next report. Connecticut reaches draconian deal on tough gun laws after Newton. Connecticut lawmakers announced a deal on Monday on what they call some of the toughest gun laws in the country that were proposed after the December mass shooting, which was totally orchestrated they had their their actors in there, their 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 literal actors that they got for this event, um, and this includes a ban on high capacity ammunition magazines. Now, I would imagine it, it's probably no surprise that they would pick Connecticut as a trial run to see how this legislation would go over. Connecticut, Newtown shooting, Connecticut. In that whole, obviously, uh, more of a liberal state compared to, let's say, something like Georgia or one of the southern states, southeastern, I should say, where probably gun rights are held more overall, more dearly. Now, I'm not saying if somebody lives in Connecticut, there's not people there, and there, there are, okay? I'm just saying overall. They pick, pick Connecticut, smaller state. Fresh after the Newtown shooting, uh, more liberal overall, as a test run to see how this is going to go through. The proposal also called for background checks on private gun sales. How are they going to enforce that? <laughs> well, one of the ways is to have a mass amount of snitches, little Nazi turncoat brown shirts that are out there. Maybe trying to set up private sales, like in an entrapment type of way. I know locally where we're at, we have a magazine or a periodical paper that comes out every Thursday called Iwana. And I mean, you should see all of the guns and even ammo that's advertised. In that, I mean, it's probably by far the biggest section, other than the automobile section, probably the biggest section there. You name it, man. These are all, most of them are private transactions. How are they going to police that? Um, so the proposal called for background checks for private gun sales and a new registry for existing magazines that carry 10 or more bullets. So now they want to have a registry where if, if you have a magazine that has 10 or more bullets, you need to come into the government and let them know what you've got. Are you kidding me? They're out of their minds. But again, they create unjust, evil laws so that one day you're a law-abiding citizen, now you're a lawbreaker and a criminal. Criminalizing righteous behavior. That's going to be the norm. This was somewhat of a compromise for the parents of Newtown victims because the parents, the paid actors, essentially had wanted an outright ban on all of them. Because that would have really prevented their children from being shot. Considering his Bushmaster gun, which they admit to, which they said was in the stinking car or whatever vehicle he drove, he used handguns. 
if we even believe their narrative, which I don't. But, hey, you know, ban everything because that's just the thing to do. These are the guns they don't want in law-abiding citizens' hands. That's all that matters to the New World Order. Legislators also had proposed grandfathering them into law. So maybe they'll get everything. Maybe they'll ban everything. I'm sure that's what the, the ultimate goal is. The package also creates what lawmakers said is the nation's first statewide dangerous weapon offender registry. Dangerous Weapon Offender Registry. Wow, registry. Gun registration. Dangerous Weapon Offender Registry. So that the Nazis know what you've got and who you are and where to come get it when the time comes. It's all they're going to use that database for. Immediate universal background checks for all firearms sales. And an expansion of Connecticut's assault weapons ban. Weapons are starting to literally be banned now. I believe over a hundred, yes, over a hundred were banned. This is the start. This is the start of what I've been talking about. I think, you know, this is this is really where the rubber is starting to meet the road. Because what if you have a banned weapon? <laughs> Are you going to go to Big Brother and register it and either turn it in and tell them exactly what you got and tell them exactly how many magazines you've got, if they're over 10, and, and register all of them? A new state-issued eligibility certificate would also be needed to purchase any rifle shotgun, or ammunition under the legislation. You got to go to the state to get an eligibility certificate to buy ammo? I'm telling you, this is the start right here. To get the certificate, a buyer would need to be fingerprinted, take a firearms training course, and undergo a national criminal background check and involuntary commitment or voluntary admission check. This is total, absolute insanity. Also, more than 100 weapon types are banned now there. Turn in your guns. (laughs) I'm telling you, the New World Order is cranking it up like I've never seen before. So, it was no coincidence that there were insane crowds as customers flooded into Connecticut gun stores before the vote. There should have been insane crowds outside wherever they were enacting this legislation. Maybe there were, I don't know. Another report this week, California lawmakers consider regulating and taxing ammo. Imposing a gigantic tax on ammo, as if it's not already high-priced enough. You go to, like, locally, Academy of Sports, they've got, behind the counter, several different brands they they get in. These are the ones, the only thing they've got available are these off-the-wall calibers or shotgun. That's it. 
They'll get in 22 long rifle one, two, three times a week. You can buy one box of one type of ammo that they have behind the counter now. You can't even buy, like, if you wanted to get, I think they have, like, 40, 40 Smith & Wesson, um, the self-defense rounds, like they come in boxes of 20, outrageously priced. You can't get one box of that and a box of 22 long rifle. You can, you got to pick. You can get one box of 22 long rifle, and you can't get any of the rest of any caliber that they have behind the counter. And there's several. That is how tight ammo is. I went into um, a Bass Pro Shop in uh, Charlotte this last week. When it came to common calibers, obviously shotgun and then some off the wall, but when it came to the common calibers, those shelves, it looked like you know we had a Category 5 hurricane coming at us and we all had 10 days notice. It would look like what the shelves would look like at, at a grocery store that had a five Category 5 hurricane coming at it and we had 10 days to prepare. Bare. Not one box of any caliber. Now I'm not saying that's the case everywhere. But I mean, this is, this is, this is the norm now. The government's buying up the ammo people. Another thing these devils are doing, I found out. I went to a, uh, a gun shop the other day, and this guy actually had 223, which I was very surprised. First time I'd seen 223 in months. Okay? Two, even two different kinds. But again, a lot of times you're going to find better things at a little off the wall gun shop than you're going to find at a chain store just because of the foot traffic. The guy told me what they're doing, I should have known this, is if, like, Dix has a brick of 500 rounds of 22 long rifle, they're coming in there, and I guess they can get up to three bricks at a time, which, is, to me, is incomprehensible, because I can't imagine them selling three of anything. Only one. And they're going right up on um, Craigslist, and doubling the price and selling, or whatever, maybe tripling, I don't know. So you've got a lot of to me, unscrupulous people doing that. I understand people have to, but, you know, you're taking advantage of people. I don't know. I, I'm just not for that. Anyway, um, that's what you're seeing. So you've got a lot of different aspects of this where a lot of different factors uh, that are creating a Huge shortage and a huge inflation of prices because of this. So, next report. And these are some of these are going to just rapid fire kind of bullet points. Uh, Democrats propose a $10,000 fine for insuranceless gun owners. <laughs> Maloney's Firearms Risk Protection Act requires gun buyers to have a, quote, qualified liability insurance policy before they're able to legally purchase a firearm. It also, what, is that, what does that also entail? Well, they also know what guns you got. Obviously, then we have the registry going. Because if you get the insurance, they got to know what guns you have. <laughs> Total satanic insanity, again. It calls for the federal government to impose a fine as much as 
if a gun owner doesn't have insurance on a firearm purchased after the bill goes into effect. Just totally satanic, unjust, unrighteous, satanic legislation. Not saying that's happened yet, but this is what they're proposing. Next report, Senator Grassley and Republicans plan to work with Democrats on legislation attacking the Second Amendment. Despite a plan by Republican Senators Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, and Mike Lee to derail and defeat Senate Bill 649, the Safe Communities Safe School Act of 2013, Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley is preparing work with Democrats in their war on the Second Amendment next month. So again, the Second Amendment is being assaulted on every from every possible angle. This United Nations Arms Treaty that Obama just signed, you've got legislation on a federal, on a state level, that they're constantly, just constantly barraging, trying to railroad through. And some of it they're going to get through, like they did in Connecticut, and just start, keep chipping away. According to pro-Second Amendment websites, Republican Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has indicated he may support the gun control light legislation. So this is a Republican. Gun control white. Like, it's not as much as we wanted, but we'll, we'll, we'll support the, the lighter version. He go, um, they go on to say, you would think all Republicans are lining up behind Senators Rand, Paul, Ted Cruz, and Mike Lee to support the filibuster of Harry Reid's gun control bill, Senate Bill 649, writes Ammo Land, this is who was reporting on it, but that's just not happening. Because why? Because they're all Republican-Democrat, just two sides of the same wicked coin, controlled by the same wicked Illuminati puppet masters, ultimately controlled by Satan, his fallen angels, and demons, and devils. Ultimately, all pushing for the New World Order. So it shouldn't be any surprise, really. Senate Democrats, led by Majority Leader Harry Reid, are looking to find Republicans they can deal with after Oklahoma Senator Tom Coburn refused to collude with them on anti-Second Amendment legislation. If Reid manages to pick up support of enough Senate Republicans, Obama will get what he wants. Fictitious gun trafficking legislation, so-called mental health screenings, and expanded background checks, Amoland reports. And then they go on to say, possibly even more gun control like Feinstein's so-called assault weapons ban and a federal magazine ban will be also be on the table. Grassley is making is the ranking member of the Senate Judiciary Committee if he supports gun control light. Many junior senators will find it more difficult to oppose legislation aimed at the heart of the Second Amendment. Next report, veterans' guns confiscated after forced psychiatric evaluation. Purge against armed ex-service members accelerates. This is another huge agenda they have to target returning veterans. 50-year-old David A. Schemaker is an honorably discharged, disabled U.S. Navy veteran from, of all places, Connecticut. <laughs> Connecticut seems to be ground zero right now. With no criminal record and no psychiatric history. Honorably discharged, disabled U.S. Navy veteran from Connecticut. No criminal record, no psychiatric history. On February 5th, Schemaker's hospital primary care doctor called and heard a message on Schemaker's answering machine that, quote, sounded peculiar, prompting him to contact the local police. See, these MDs, for the most part, are nothing more than tools of Satan, with 
whether it's the pharmacia garbage they're shoving down people's throats, nothing is hardly anything in the medical profession is preventative. No, no, let's let's just give them meds up until the time, let's give them heart meds up until the time that they have the massive heart attack due to massive plaquing in the arteries, which could have been corrected by intravenous chelation or even oral chelation, and taking some supplements for the heart. No, no, no. Let's 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 string it along with all the pharmacia meds, and then we'll we'll have we'll make a real big payday where we'll be able to go in there and either do angioplasty or open heart surgery, which only fixes it doesn't even fix doesn't fix the problem at all. It's a pure band aid approach. Considering you have hundreds of miles of of arteries and these types of things and veins in your body that also can get placked up. <laughs> Just one example. Now they're using the MDs in this satanic way as absolute, total, Nazi, turncoat, New World Order informants. And they're going to be your worst enemy. And they're going to use this with Obamacare in order to actually also create this gigantic, massive health psychiatric database, which will be further excuse for them to confiscate your guns or to come after you, or to imprison you, or jail you. This is why you need to do whatever you can to stay out of this satanic system. Because it will not end up well for you if you don't. Most likely. This is just the beginning. This guy, this this devil, this MD, said the answering machine, his answering machine, sounded peculiar. Prompting him to contact the local police and urge them to visit Shemaker to perform a quote wellness check. Oh, so the police are qualified to be extensions of the medical profession now and perform wellness checks. Did I mean did the police show up with um, you know a whole bunch of uh, stethoscopes around their necks and you know maybe some uh, nursing scrubs they were they were wearing. Speculum, maybe, you know, have the real full effect of being a doctor. The police came to my home and without any justification whatsoever, hauled me away for a psychiatric evaluation at a local hospital. A psychiatric, this guy's no history. What, did he leave a message on his machine like, you know, I don't know. Something about Second Amendment rights? I don't know. It doesn't say, but I mean... And then he, he went to say, I submitted to their forceful insistence under duress and fear of arrest or worse. In other words, they were very forceful and he knew that if he resisted them, it was going to be probably arrest. Schemmerker told, uh, I guess, Survive and Thrive's George Heminger. Then he goes on to say, they confiscated my guns and pistol permit. <laughs> These devils. I was released two days later from the evaluation on my recognizance. So they held this guy, evidently, um, in the hospital for two days and confiscated, in the meantime, went in and confiscated his guns and pistol permit. Did they go in and do a search of his house, too? I would imagine that would be the next thing. I have since attempted to use the courts and attorneys to fight the revocation of my pistol permit. So they revoked his pistol permit. Then, on top of everything else, the bills from the short stay at the hospital and the EMS bills that they billed me, along with what I had to pay the attorney, adds up to a large amount of money. So now he's got this gigantic bill because this slime bucket MD called the cops on him because he said his 
message machi- machine sounded fami- uh, uh, peculiar. And they had the Nazi turncoat brown shirts go out there and interrogate the guy and haul him to the uh, psychiatric ward to get a psych evaluation. Surprised they didn't force feed him psychiatric, mind-altering, pharmacia drugs. Put him in a straitjacket. I mean, break out the butterfly nets. You know? Why didn't they just electrocute him in the uh, electric chair for 30 days? Or gut shoot him? Come on. I mean, you, we can't have this kind of, of insolence, doleful insolence. And from the sheeple people, they need to be put down. We can't have this. A message machine with something peculiar on it? You better be politically correct. Just, this is so unbelievable. So he has this gigantic bill now. They ordered all this stuff, and then they have the audacity to turn around and bill him for all of it, and he has to hire an attorney to represent him. So he's got this gigantic bill. Schemmerker warns that the harassment he suffered is part of the campaign of orchestrated, orchestrated to disarm law-abiding citizens, starting with returning veterans, absolutely. Adding that he's concerned about where this country is headed. Yeah, that's an understatement. As with all contemporary authoritarian governments, the psychiatric system is being used to circumvent courts and bypass normal legal due process. Absolutely. Just being a Bible-believing Christian is a mental illness. Believing that you have a Second Amendment right, mental illness, traitor. You know? You're a terrorist. Essentially. Being a fundamentalist, taking the Bible too seriously. You're a terrorist. You're the enemy. Well, we should be the enemy of evil. And this is what this is. As with all contemporary authoritarian governments, the psychiatric system is being used to circumvent courts and bypass normal legal due process. In August 2012, we reported on how a veteran in Ohio had his guns taken because he was judged to be mentally incompetent. Despite the fact that his previous VA psychiatric evaluations were all clear, he was not on medication and he had no criminal record. This is what you're going to get if you go into the military especially. You're going to get vaccinated to the gills with all kinds of experimental vaccines that they do not have to disclose to you what's even in them according to the executive order Clinton passed. I got into that in the Avion Flu presentation I did online. I'll give you a link to that later. They don't have to tell you what's in them. I've gotten emails from all kinds of listeners that have said that they are just absolutely on almost death's doorsteps after receiving dozens and dozens of vaccinations in the military. And all of the other garbage that they do to you. And then when you get back, if you even make it back, this is what's going to get done to you. It's a good deal. I mean, where do I sign up? They own you, lock, stock, and barrel. You go in the military, they can do whatever they want to you. It's about the last place on the planet I tell anybody to go. Uh, This guy from Virginia, all his previous psychiatric evaluations were clear. He was not on medication and no criminal record. But he had his guns taken away. I'm sorry, he was an Ohio veteran in Ohio. These are all linked, too, if you want to click on these links. 
uh, they'll take you to the story where this was actually expanded on. As we reported last year, David Sarkey, one of the stars of National Geographic's Doomsday Prepper show, visited his doctor complaining of chest pains, only to have the doctor later uh, commit him to a psychiatric ward and alert authorities. Lord Jesus Christ rebuke every MD wicked doctor that would do such a thing. He was complaining of chest pains. But he was later committed to psychiatric ward and, and he alerted authorities. The, the good little Nazi brown uh, brown shirt doctor that they had. Before Sarthi was declared mentally defective and then put on an FBI list that stripped him of his Second Amendment rights. Why? Because Satan says so. That's why. Veterans are increasingly being targeted by authorities as part of the broader move to demonize them as domestic extremists and even potential terrorists. The FBI has repeatedly characterized returning veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan as major domestic terrorist threats. In addition, Homeland Security Chief Butch Janet Napolitano said she stood by an April 2009 DHS intelligence assessment that listed returning vets as likely domestic terrorists. Again, right from the forked tongue of Satan, Janet Napolitano, she says the returning vets are are likely domestic terrorists. Yeah. Just a month later, the New York Times reported on how Boy Scout explorers were being trained by the DHS to kill disgruntled Iraqi war veterans as part of the anti-terror drills. That's what they were being trained to do. Don't believe it? Here's the New York Times article you can click on. If you don't believe it. Boy Scout Explorers, that's what we should be doing. Teaching them. Teach them how to kill disgruntled Iraqi war veterans. Because they need to die. They've served our country. We've used them up. They're all vaccine damage to the gills and mentally and psychiatrically damaged from what we've put them through, and who knows what else they've done to them. Now they need to die. Pure, total evil and wickedness. Back in February, Constitutional Attorney Michael Connolly warned that the government is now moving to strip veterans it determines to be mentally incompetent of their Second Amendment right to own a firearm. Connolly cites a letter sent by the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs to hundreds, perhaps thousands, of America's heroes, which says, A determination of incompetency will prohibit you from purchasing, possessing, receiving, or transporting a firearm or ammunition. This was a letter sent to the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs to hundreds, perhaps thousands, of veterans. A determination of incompetency will prohibit you from purchasing, possessing, receiving, or transporting a firearm or ammunition. You slime buckets. You are of your father the devil, and of his lusts and of his works you will do. He was a liar from the beginning. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and that's your agenda. Then, the VA letter also states, if you knowingly violate any of these prohibitions, you may be fined in prisons or both pursuant to the Brady Handgun Violence Protection Act. Spoken again out of the forked tongue of Satan. 
This must be Barack Obama's way of thanking our veterans for serving. It is. It is. He's a wonderful, great devil. He really is. Pure as the driven snow. Anyway, I'm over time on part one. And uh, let's go to, we'll break here and go to part two. So God bless you. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.